Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello there, and welcome to LA Talk Radio. If you're live on Zoom, you can see my guest, Christmas Abbott, who I'll be introducing in a moment. Christmas, I'm delighted you're here with us today. <laughs> and if you're new to the show, I am Lisa Tahir, your host. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I practice as an intuitive psychotherapist. I'm also certified as a thought coach, and I am available to work with you to help you shift your negative and fear-based thoughts into thoughts that are more supportive and positive. My guest today is an expert on mindset, and we're going to be talking about some of her techniques to elevate your own self-talk. That's an important part of her work as well. And I just want to thank you for subscribing, for watching, for sharing this podcast. And I am going to ask you to take a moment to rate and review my podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. It really helps raise my ranking. And my mission is to change consciousness one conversation at a time. And if no one's listening, that doesn't happen. So I ask you to really help me in that endeavor. And I thank you for that. So my website is NOLA Therapy. It stands for New Orleans, Los Angeles, therapy.com. I live and work in both places, born and raised in New Orleans. I just found out my guest is a New Orleans girl too, which I had no idea. It's so awesome. And I've been doing remote sessions, phone, FaceTime, Zoom, and Skype. Please reach out if you're in need right now during this time. I, I offer some unique approaches to healing. I have an online class incorporating psycho-spiritual techniques and really practical applications to apply to your life, not just not just woo-woo, like really the books you read, the techniques you can implement. I have a book coming out in November about healing our deepest core wounds through empathy and self-forgiveness. And um, join my email list. All of that is at nolatherapy.com. Okay, I want to get right to my guest. I'm so happy to have Christmas Abbott with us today. I, I I don't want to miss anything Christmas. So I have like a list of things, points to hit. Christmas is a motivational leader in the fitness industry. She's a national best-selling author of The Badass Body Diet. And this book, if you can see, The Badass Life that I just tore up in the last week. This is a book. It's 30 Days to Instill Positive Habits. It's a lesson a day. Christmas gives you space for written reflections, which is really cool and different from a fitness and wellness professional. She's also a professional CrossFit competitor and Olympic weightlifter. She's coached and taught fitness, nutrition, and mindset for over 15 years. She has a supplement line called Born Relentless, B-O-U-R-N-E, right there. I, there's your shaker. And an apparel line, some cute tank tops and t-shirts. Also, there's protein powders, branch chain amino acids, pre- and post-workout mixes that you can order. And Christmas was the first female NASCAR pit crew member, front tire changer, which I think is awesome. She owns CrossFit Invoke in Raleigh, North Carolina. And I have been doing her 90-day online lifestyle program. It's called Rebel Fit. I was telling Christmas, I was just sweating like a motherfucker 20 minutes ago doing just one of the abs, 15 minutes of abs, relentless and she makes you laugh. So Christmas, just welcome. Please come on. Oh my gosh. Thank you so, so much. And I want to point out, so I have these baseball caps for me yeah. and my son that from the LA Dodgers. Yeah. His initials are LA. 
Oh, right. Cause loyal Atticus. Yes. <laughs> well, I have to say, I love in your videos, if people are doing, if they're doing your 90 day program, that loyal makes little cameos. It's mm-hmm. so cute. When you're in a plank, he'll put his little feet up and kind of support you. He loves his mommy. Yeah. And he sits on me. So I, you know, I get some added. <laughs> How are you today? I'm, I'm great. I'm having an amazing day. You know, it's, uh, it's a weird time in, in the world, but it, it makes me wake up and count my blessings more and like yeah. be so much more cognizant on, on what I, what I have and how beautiful life is. So. And that's good. something that strikes me about your work that you really bring in the spiritual practices of, of gratitude, of appreciation, of meditation. Some of your videos are these beautiful meditations with appreciation. Where do you want to start with us and talking about? <laughs> well, one of the notes I had is I really love, again, how you talk about the choices that we have, how we respond to things in our lives and motivation, how our thoughts really shape who we are and what we're living. I wondered if you might want to talk to us about that journey for you. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh God, I love this. This is, I get more excited about the mindset and the spiritual connection with your own physical body than I do about like getting somebody in shape. Yeah. It's really, it's so connected. You can't have one without the other. So if you're getting in shape and you're so body focused and you aren't grooming your own spiritual garden and self checking in and saying, you know, why do I feel this way? What call, like if something happens and I still don't feel good enough, why? And if you start asking enough whys and start peeling back the layers and getting into the deep spiritual dirt, because that's messy and it hurts and it is hard and it's uncomfortable. I got chills thinking about it right now. It is so uncomfortable, but we cannot have this whole health, which is what I'm really, really you are whole health approach. If we're not in touch with who we are, what we want out of life and how to continue to find ways to improve our self-worth purpose in life, what do we do on a daily day-to-day basis and how do we actually groom our own spiritual self? And so for me, it's, it, it made sense. That's why I did Rebel Fit. It made, it's like everybody knew me as the girl with the abs and the ass. Awesome. <laughs> that's really not what I'm about. You know, yeah. like, cool, anybody can get in shape. But if you are so, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, or if you're not being truly reflective on what you need out of yourself and out of your life, you're never going to be happy with the external results. Oh my gosh, Christmas. Yes. That's such a key point because even in my own life, not being able to appreciate my progress or see it, you know, like you said, there's like a disconnect between maybe what you're looking like outwardly or feeling like, but it's never good enough. And you address that in your work about really loving yourself through affirmations. And and that's so different and unique. I think in the fitness realm that you're really, you're constantly evolving. You know, I've been doing Rebel Fit and just in the last few weeks, I look last night and you rolled out Fast 45. So like you're constantly evolving and pushing the envelope. It looks to me and feels like of your own personal growth. I am. I mean, if if I have all the answers, then I'm dead, right? Because I'm up there and I'm energy or I'm a spirit and, or I'm ignorant. You know, I have, I'm always going to be, I love being a teacher. It's my calling. So my, my subject is health, which means like your personal health, fitness and wellness and spiritual and mental health. Right. Yeah. And I mean, my message is clear. It's like, you have to have all of them. And I just, I get so excited about it. So that's why I launched Rebel Fit is because I wanted to be like, this isn't so singular. It's not one lane. It's all of it. And nutrition, not just for feeding your body, but feeding your soul and working out for understanding what your body wants to do for you, respecting what your body can do for you, appreciating it for being in motion. We want to be in motion and not getting stuck on the end result or the the number or the time. And I mean, if you're doing my program, you hear me talk about like, check your ego. Yeah. <laughs> Let go of your ego, right? Let go yeah. of your ego. And when we 
really start to accept this beautiful thing that we have as our bodies, then we are actually going to get more out of it. I love fitness to be fun. The, the Rebel Fit concept really is like the Christmas Abbott app concept that is being launched. Um, and, and so we'll do these different programs, but there's always going to be a mindset challenge. There's always going to be, you know, a self-check reflection. Yes. And when we're able to do that, it's, it opens up your eyes to a whole nother world and a whole new, like you, you see yourself differently. Yeah. And it's a process. It doesn't From the inside out. I yeah. notice you're seeing yourself truly from the, and I'm, I'm sure you get that feedback as I've been going through your program this last month. What I really like is that it's it, for listeners, for viewers right now, it's multiple, like up over 30 videos of the workouts that you do with us, which I really like that. It's not just you standing there saying what to do. You're actually on the ground, sweating your ass, you know, showing the different modifications, which have been helpful. Cause I might start with say the hardest or most challenging position and then being able to you know, decrease, like I like how you show so many options and just what you're saying while you're working out with us about like looking within and, you know, like it's really helpful to have that voice in our own, in my head. Yeah. You know, it's like your own inner self-talk that you're sharing. Yeah. So I, I mean, I had a really, you know, go back to, to your, your first question is I had a really hard time with self-worth for years and this I love that, you know, I wanted you guys, I wanted to do a program where you guys see me struggle too. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, halfway through the workout, I'm like, all right, I'm going back to the first modification, guys. Yeah, it's cool. See what you're doing. Um, and, yeah. and it's just real. You know, we see these Instagram influencers, and it's funny because I don't really consider myself an influencer. I'm a coach and I, I'm an athlete and I'm a, I love life. You know, I want to yeah. live it, experience it. And you see these other people that are just like, hell-bent and determined to always have perfection. And perfection is poison. It is never obtainable. And I am perfectly imperfect and I love all my quirks. And I do still have to sometimes get over some things. Like I still have like a lot of um, wrinkly skin from, you know, being pregnant. And you go from like the, the number one body in Instagram to now I have wrinkles and they fall down when I'm doing a plank. It's like, hey man, I made a baby. I made a human. Yes. Yes. I love the body for what it is. And if you, it doesn't stick right away, but you have to practice over and over. And, you know, 15 years, 17 years ago was when my life really changed. And I, I went from not even like hating myself. It wasn't a hate for myself. I just didn't believe I was worth it. Yeah. I, you know, I always had that self-doubt, like they're better than me. I don't deserve that. I'll never have that. I'm not that class. I'm not that capable. I'm not that smart. I'm not that rich. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And you're just constantly yes. taking chunks like away. Like pulling yourself down without yeah. even knowing it. We are our own walls. We are our own obstacles. And as soon as you get out of your own fucking way, yeah. that's when all the opportunities start coming because they were there to begin with. You just refuse to see that that was an opportunity for you. And so my, I get chills, man. I start preaching. My life mantra is that every day you wake up with an opportunity to change your life. Yes. Doesn't matter what your situation. People are like, oh, you're seeing the walls. You're 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 saying I can't go any further because there's a speed bump there. Or maybe there is a wall. Maybe you're in a really shitty situation. Find a fucking way. Yes, and figure it the fuck out. Like you talk about in your book. I love that chapter. Figure it the fuck out. Like I see you at, you asked yourself these really hard questions and like your own journey. I really related to Christmas and, and having, you know, not believing in yourself or just kind of go like the drugs, the addiction components of your life when you were younger and then going to Iraq with your mom after your, after the accident you were, you and your sister were in. And mm-hmm. that just being, I wondered how like you, what your kind of mental, psychological, spiritual process was there and making a decision, I'm going to just be better for myself. You know, so uh, the, the, I was in a very uh, bad situation, you know, with using drugs, drinking, running with the wrong people and, and being able to do it well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I went and I, I knew, I was like, look, this isn't who I want to be. Although I believed it who I was, it's not who I wanted to be. 
And I wasn't really willing to tell myself that because it's like embarrassing. You're scared to admit that you want to be better. You're scared to admit that you really don't believe that you are. So I always just like, you know, I, I, it's kind of like you, you don't care because you care so much. And so I was, I was really living the life hard and my mom had taken a job in Iraq and she kept encouraging me to take this opportunity. And finally, one day, I, I, I think in the back of my head, really listen to your intuition. It will always take you to the right direction. My, my intuition was like, I, I want to kind of see what this is about. So I, I made my, I made my mind up. I'm going to take this job. Uh, I didn't have a job to take. So I harassed a company. <laughs> I put in my resume, like for any and every job twice a week for every week for six months. Wow. That's awesome. I didn't know that. I just, yeah. Oh, they just hired me. So they'd get me out of their inbox. For real? I had no qualifications. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I was in college, so I don't, I still don't have a degree. And I just, I went over as a laundry attendant. And from there I went up to um, camp operations, but camp operations being, her, so be willing to eat some shit yeah. to climb out of yeah. the shit hole. Mm-hmm. So there, when I was in country, I was still smoking, still drinking, like getting blackout drunk in a war zone in early 2004. Yeah. That was really making a better decision, right? Right. I just put myself in a Well, your habits follow you, you know? We're we're with ourselves. So that's what I hear you realizing. Right. came with you to Iraq. I just relocated. Yeah. Which I was my own problem. And I'll tell you, we got mortared one morning and I jumped out of bed. I looked around and in a split second, I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, I'm going to end up killing myself. I'm drinking, smoking, and living in an active war zone where we're having incoming into the camp wow. a couple hundred feet away. Wow. And, and you just go, I can't do this. Enough is enough, right? Yeah. So that moment, I promised myself, I said, I need to make a better decision. Mm-hmm. And that's where the whole, like, every day you wake up with the opportunity to change your life. I was like, I need to make a better decision. I didn't necessarily make the best decision. You don't have to be perfect. I just made a better decision. I said I was going to quit smoking. It took me three months to gather the courage yeah. and prepare mentally to quit smoking. And I quit cold turkey. When I and- like you talk about that in your book, about the gradual change that you set a date and then you started kind of uh, incrementally, you know, smoking less cigarette, less um, numbers of cigarettes, less yeah. of a whole cigarette, but knowing like I'm going to fully embellish this and this is the date I let it go and working towards it. I think that's <laughs> setting yourself up for success. Yeah. And layering in that process. That's it. Layering and change. And that's what I've been doing with you guys in the, uh, the rebel fit. Yeah. Week one, when we talked about nutrition, I was like, not going to touch it. Here's a little piece of information about the macros. Right. Yeah. And then two, we built like, you gotta build the foundation. You can't build something, you know, people always want to come in and do the fancy stuff like movements, like muscle ups. We'll, we'll relate it to fitness, right? They want to do the muscle ups. They want to do snatches. Um, you have to learn how to one, do a dip and do a pull up first, right? Let's build our strength. And then also you have to do a a deadlift, an overhead squat, a squat. Like there's so many things, so many components before you can do that and do it well. Yes. With being able to sustain it. And that's what I'm about. Sustainable health that you can, you don't even have to think about the way that you eat anymore because it's ingrained. You're not deprived, you're not restricted. You just figure out how to put it together. Yeah. And And that was like, that was the epiphany that I had. And I was like, okay. And it took a long time to implement these good behaviors. Yeah. But I had woke myself up and I said, I want better. I don't want better for me. Yes. And for, again, for people listening and watching, it's comprehensive and rebel fit the recipes that are really awesome and just uh, nutrition basics, the macros, proteins, fats, and carbs, and, yeah. you know, be a busting myths around, you know, avoiding carbs and, and mm-hmm. such, like you really educate well about nutrition and the body. And I have, okay, so I love eggs and you really helped me with the peanut butter on eggs, which sounded <laughs> weird at first, but I'll eat eggs. I love them. And then I'm starving like an hour and a half later. And so it really helped to put that peanut butter on when they're hot with some salt 
and it kind of melts and it's like this creamy goodness that I feel like I'm, I stay full longer. So thank you for that. You're very, and it's delicious. It's really delicious. It's, it's it's comforting. It's comforting. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's for you. It's so good. You know, and I like where you talk about, you were mentioning this a few moments ago, talking about, okay, like there's perfection when people are striving for being perfect. Like you said, no one is, we can't, we might attain it for a, a millisecond, but then there's, you know, the day in day out in life. And that's when I think people quit like you talk about versus like finding forgiveness. And I'm hearing in your story that you definitely had to find some self-forgiveness as that younger person to even believe in yourself, to start a new path. Can you talk to us about forgiveness? And that took a lot longer. (laughs) Yeah. A lot longer. And actually I didn't even realize that I needed to forgive my younger self for it gets me emotional. It's okay. For, yeah. For not believing and accepting what other people thought of me and accepting this restriction and accepting anything less than what I, I knew in my heart, what I was able to do. Mm-hmm. I knew, and, and if you're honest with yourself, you know, as a child, as a teenager, as an adult, whatever it is that you are worthy of love. Yes. And like not conditional love unconditional love and not only do we get that usually from our parents but we have to give it to ourselves yeah so many people look past that they don't recognize it and I had to think about like myself like why did I do that? it's easy to say like the car accident caused me it's because I I like it's actually before the car accident you know and when you start when I start pulling these layers back I'm like okay the car accident was uh an excuse. It was a, a reason, you know, and I had to look back and I had to forgive myself for pretending that I didn't care. Mm-hmm. And I had to forgive myself yeah. for the mistakes that I made, for the the abuse that I put on my body and my, my spirit. And that's me. And that was when like, I did this practice where I, you know, you sit down and you go through a meditative state and just do a couple breathing and you're like, imagine your child, you. Yes. And you say, I forgive you. I love you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't your fault. Yes. And like in that, it was just like, holy crap. When I did that practice, I just started, I cried. Cause I was like releasing the shame and the guilt. Oh, she just, I mean, baby Christmas was like, you just didn't know. You just didn't know. Yeah. And we just don't know. And, you know, I imagine hugging her and healing her. Yes. I go through that a couple of times because, so when we cry, right, we're actually releasing the pain. Yes. So don't let, don't try the tears, let them come, you know, and it's, it's a process of healing. So that was, um, I still work on it. I still have to forgive No, me too. I love what I really appreciate what you're saying and sharing. I found too in in the book that I have coming out on self forgiveness that the layers of judgment we we put upon ourselves, like you said, the layers you peel back, even as adults, that they're there. And it's really about going into that to that inner child, the wounded, the wounded little one, and really loving and appreciating her or him. And the tears I I discovered too, Dr. Fry found three stress hormones that are released only through our tears. It's the only way they can release from our body. So there is like science behind crying and its benefits. And that might help some people, especially men that might have a hard time crying, feeling like it's weakness and it's actually releasing three specific chemicals. And I just think the self-forgiveness piece is a constant. It's an action process I talk about. We're like, we're never done with that. And there's so many ways every day that we can forgive ourselves, not like we've done something bad, but in like a supportive, loving, like, right. Like embracing ourselves kind of way. And just allowing yourself to let it go. Yeah. You know, to not hold on to harvest that pain this year. I've been, you know, I had a couple rough years. (laughs) Let's say, you know, (laughs) have been, have been a lot, you know, trauma after trauma after trauma. Yeah. And I want to go ahead and identify like historically, that's how I learned. 
Oh, you don't want to listen to the subtle things? Okay, so God was like, I'm going to make you listen. Mm -hmm. So he had to implement trauma into my life. And so that's how I learned because that's how I learned as a child. Yeah. Wow, there was something out there. I heard that. (laughs) Wow. It's a bird having some trauma. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So, I mean, you, you get into this, you know, habit and it's, it's so subconscious. It is that, okay. So I had to, in order for me to really learn anything or change my behavior, I had to be running into a brick wall disaster, right? I had to have catastrophe in order to change what I was thinking or doing. And after three years of hit after hit after hit, Mm -hmm. and then I was like, I have to change not only from reactive to these situations, but being proactive. So how can I look myself? And that's when all of that evaluation came in and all of that stripping down to the core, like who am I, what am I doing? Who do I want to be? Who do I think I am versus who I really am? There's so many questions that you have to ask yourself and it it is so uncomfortable because the person you think you are and the person you are, are not in alignment when you have that much trauma in your life. Yeah. I had to, I had to hold, I held myself accountable instead of the situation or the people outside of me. Everything that happened in my my life was my doing consciously or subconsciously. Right. Yeah. So I said this year I am learning through love and I, I have been like, it is in abundance of my life right now. I mean, it's, it's incredible when you shift um, I need to learn through negative experiences versus I need to learn through love. The life quality, you can have the same day and have completely different experiences because of the way that you approach your day. And, yes. Um, it's a whole paradigm shift, what you're talking about. Going from, and similarly, I experienced a lot of abuse and trauma growing up, and I just carried that into my young adult life and through drugs, alcohol being with people that didn't truly care about me deeply because I wasn't caring about myself and things happen like legal problems and things that I, I deal with and get out of. But yet they, like you said, these huge things that I just can't bullshit away. And finally got to a place like in my thirties, I'm like, what are you doing? Like you are a conscious, you're creating this based on how you feel about yourself, which, you know, isn't loving enough. So I really started doing the inner work. And for me, Ironman was helpful. I, though I was a, I was a spin instructor, a therapist, successful in a lot of ways. I fell into cocaine addiction because I wasn't really happy. And it wasn't until I met a pro Ironman that I started training with. And I did three half Ironmans, three years in a row. And that got me out of cocaine addiction because I cared more about being training. And when you talk about mindset, I so related because I found it was so shocking Christmas. It was less about the swimming, biking, and running and more about telling myself, get the fuck up to go swim, bike, and run. You know, like the mind saying you can do this. Like Mm -hmm. it was so, I remember being on my bike. Like I didn't know I could go 70.3 miles in a day. Like the body is remarkable and what it will do for you if you just give it permission to and the right messages. And you talk about that in your work. Give yourself the opportunity to amaze yourself. That's what I, I said. You really will amaze yourself. Cause like how many times there's so many things that I want to respond to that one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How did you get into cocaine when you were a spin instructor? Like that's high. Okay. So that's, you know, that's, that's a good time, but. Well, I use it to justify like, Oh, I can still teach. So this isn't a problem. But my nose is running off my face and I'm not as efficient. You know, I was erratic emotionally. So again, the, the lies we tell ourselves. Yes. To justify. Yeah. Hide. And, and then having to get honest. Be who we are. Yeah. Like you said, those, those brutal questions, like who am I really? And the misalignment, I was really misaligned mm-hmm. and just bringing those parts together. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so it's funny because you mentioned this in the um, video earlier where, you know, you were doing the core, the abs, and I was explaining to you guys. So I, you know, I had a lot of negative self-talk. So for, for even years after I started working out, 
you know, oh, they're better than you. Because I was a late bloomer. Like I didn't find fitness until my 20s. And I figured that because I didn't do any sort of high school or college athletics or worked out. I hadn't run a mile since middle school. I just assumed everybody else knew more than me, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. And I mean, that, that was me hiding behind, you know, my greatness. Yeah. I was scared of yes. my greatness. Yes. A lot of people's issue too. Like it's not failure. They're really scared at it's not rejection. It's that they actually might step into their own lane and need something that they had no idea. And how do you, how do you control that type of influence, power, like energy and love? It's intense. It's, it's very, very intense. And so like people hide, they rather, you know, degrade themselves. And um, so the mindset where, you know, when I first started, it was so amazing. We're like, I can, I mean, I can run a 400 meter without having to walk. I mean, that's wow. how in shape I was in my twenties. Yeah. And young. A lot. And so eventually I was like, you know what? I had a friend tell me, they're like, just lie to yourself. Mm. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, just as soon as you hear that unworthiness, you just say, I'm, I'm better than this. I got this. You got it. And so I came up with a mantra about baddest bitch here. I love that mantra. And it was so untrue for many years. And thought stopping. This is where you talk in your book about thought stopping. It sounds like you would just be like, nope. And then introduce the new thought. Even if you don't believe it. Yeah. Like you don't have to believe it to change it. Because honestly, you shouldn't believe the negative shit anyway. Exactly. So stop it put another thought in there. And eventually that negative thought will actually subside and that positive thought will stay. And so, you know, you challenge me to something, you, you know, whatever it is, I fucking got it. I will yeah. win. And it's not against you or anything else. I'm it's yourself. I, it's you yeah. with you. And I want to be, I want to be the best. I want to not only think that I have potential, but go all, like unleash all of it. Yes. That's what this fears is not living up to my potential for my lifetime. Absolutely. Well, you are, you're powerful and relentless. <laughs> All the words, like you are the embodiment of who it is you want to be, what you've told, told yourself. Thanks. You're welcome. There's gonna, a, so there's this really great, I love that you explained that for your, for, for your training, you were like, I, it went from like something that you kind of needed to do. You had to do, you held yourself accountable yes. to something that you wanted to do. Oh my gosh. Loving it. And that is the, that is literally the like continuum. So in yeah. the beginning, I had the same thing. I worked out, I started training and eating because I didn't want to have that association with my old life anymore. I wanted to be better than that. So I was doing it out of wanting to, to go away from that. Mm-hmm. And then eventually there's a, there's a shift and people see this when they work out where they're like, I fucking hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Whoa. I like it. Even if they, even if I don't like it in the moment, I like it. And so you shift to the over. So now you're not only pushing away from what you don't want to be associated or be anymore. And you're going, you're actually embracing who you want to be. Yes. Does sense? It's a it does. Like get away, negative, yeah. pushing to pulling that positive into you and really striving towards that versus pushing away the, the, so that's the continuum. Um, And And I'm I'm thinking too, in doing your program, I think people, whatever level of fitness, whatever they bring to this program, like I notice there's certain moves that I love to do. And so like, I'll do those workouts kind of over and over because I, I feel good. And maybe the ones that are more challenging that I don't really like, you know, I kind of am allowing myself to work up to. And mm-hmm. I think people, that's how they can fall in love with fitness is finding what their body likes, even asking your body, like, what, what do I like? What, it, what do I need and want today? Because the body informs us. And you talk about that too. If we listen, it talks to us and we can talk to it to really connect mind, body, soul, spirit, all of it. And that's when we're functioning at our most optimal high. Mm -hmm. And that's what you are offering through your program. It's like an entire, you know, like spirit from the highest chakra, you know, to the, to the Mm -hmm. lowest to integrate. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a, I, I like to, I like to consider that my, the program and the practice is actual, um, moving meditation. Yeah. Like you, like I am always, and I catch myself, like I'm, I'm not perfect at this and I will never be perfect at this. My mind wanders. It goes into that little rabbit hole. It's like, damn, this shit hurts. And I'm like, yeah. uh-uh, it doesn't hurt. I get to work out today. I actually have a blessing to be able to move my body. It is working for me. I am loving this. And when you get into this mindset of just the being present with your body, knowing how it's functioning and being able to actually make it work for you, that's a beautiful state of being. And I don't mean like doing all the fancy stuff. I mean like you're thinking, okay, I'm going to do this. And you do that. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful blessing. Yes. And one of the quotes from your book, I just wanted to read where you talk about the chapter on affirmation, which I really love because it's so important. Where did I write that? And all these, my cat was laying on the notes. Okay. So in this, in this affirmation section, Louise Hay, who is an author that I love as well. And you quote her as saying, the more I focus on good, the more good comes to me. And I think we were both living in our past, you know, like feeling negative about ourselves, feeling less than, and that's what showed up in people, places, and things. And then when we upgraded our mindset, it's like the good starts flowing in, like just coming and coming, you know, like without even having to be as conscious or proactive. It's like the expectation from our gut is that life is working out for me. Yes. That's what I heard you say. Um, 100%. It's how you see it. I mean, as cliche as it is, half full, half empty, you know, like half full, but I'm going to fill it the rest fucking up, you know, for real. Like don't stop where other people have implemented their expectations to it. I love the, I love it when people are like, um, I remember, I remember when I said I was going to open my gym and then I was going to do NASCAR. They're like, you're not going to do that. Like, wow. I'm glad you think so. Yeah. You're not me. You don't know my passion. You don't know my drive. You don't know my why. So you're right. You wouldn't do that, but I will. Yes. And I'm telling you, nobody fucking believed it. I mean, there was, how was it? How was a smoking, drinking drug addict going to actually become a pro athlete? Yes. And, and like, <laughs> well, that's not unheard of. And I was like, fucking watch me. Actually, I, what you're saying- I actually believed in myself. So everything came. <laughs> Wait, this page, you're, you're, you're totally triggering. This is one of my favorite quotes. Be relentless with your dreams, even if you are the only one that believes in them. That resonated so deeply. Yeah. Because likewise, like I started, I started a nonprofit to teach people in wheelchairs to blow and cast glass. And then I got a U.S. patent on that, that modified bench. And I was living in New Orleans. I wanted to come to LA. I lived in my office for a year and a half, showering at a 24 hour fitness down the street for a year and a half. My rental car was a closet. I mean, it was crazy shit, you know, like, but I'm like, this is my dream and I'm going to fucking do it. And no one's going to tell me otherwise. And then the shit happens and like life gets better when we really take a stand for ourselves. I thought you knew that no matter what you believed in, you believed in you. And that was, it doesn't happen overnight. People are like, oh, no. you know, I'm like, bitches, I've been doing this 15 years. <laughs> like, overnight success was over 10 years, you know? And yes. There, I was like, I'm just beginning. You know, I want to, I want to enjoy life. And, and I slowed down some things because I want to enjoy my life too. And your son being a mom now, that's been such a big change in your life. And I've, I heard in an interview that you, you like to create, I think it's a word a year to kind of, you know, yeah. so I wonder with the birth of your son, I think Loyal is what, a year old? He's a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Year and a half. So I wondered about being a mom, influencing your mindset and, and how you're teaching and also your, your word of the year. So, oh God, he's the coolest man. He's so cute. Oh, I just, I just literally want to eat him. You yeah. Know? Like that I, kind of love. You just want to devour him. No, and I squeak. I'm like, look at the little tush. Squish the tush. <laughs> and I call him a <laughs> biscuit. <laughs> what do you call him? The Southern biscuit. Oh, so cute. Southern biscuit. Yeah. Cause you can put anything on him and eat him up. <laughs> oh yeah, Absolutely. 
Um, you know, it, it's, I've had so much fun. So a uh, full disclaimer is, uh, I mean, I had postpartum depression severely, way more than I thought I did. Um, okay. and, I, and I finally got help with it because I just, I thought that I could work myself out of it. You know, my ego was in the way and the longer you're in it, the harder it is to get out. So finally I, I received help and it's been a work in progress, but Man, it's crazy to think that, you know, even when you have all of these good practices in place, you're, I'm still susceptible to this, you know, imbalance, right? Yeah. It just put a lot of things in perspective with me. So once I started healing, um, I really, not once I started healing, but in the process and one of the re- big reasons that I was like, I got to get my shit together. Like this is no longer in my ability to heal. Yeah. Getting help from other people is kind of like really big and something that we should not take shame in. And um, so all of my practices, I just, you know, I needed some help. And with Loyal, you know, one of the things is that I just wanted to see, like, how is he going to see me? I try and see mm. myself, his vision. Yeah. His experience. And he, you know, I can't protect, my job isn't to protect him from the world and it's, evils right Mm -hmm. my job is to give him space and and create experiences to prepare him for that as much yes and so if i'm not right with me then he's not going to be right with him and so he gets my energy he understands our practices you know it's it it really is your mirror like they're a mirror of you they copy you they take Mm -hmm. in the bonus how you how like a sponge. Sounds mm-hmm. like he's like a little sponge with you, like everything, just really so much. So I really um, you know, I'm not as not as hard ass about getting shit done and having to do it now. ASAP, ASAP. I'm like, stop. I'm gonna not I'm gonna put that on pause because that that can wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Be here with my with my child. And it's funny because every day you know, like I would hold on when he was such a little baby. And every night when we go through our nighttime routine, I'm, I'm neurotic about it. And I just say, you know, today is the last day you're going to be this tiny. Oh yeah. It helps me to, even in the hard times, there were some, there were some moments where I just prayed. I was like, please Lord, just don't let me fall for this long. So exhausted, so tired. So like consumed. Um, I would just look at him and I go, okay, this is, he, today's the, the last day he's going to be this tiny. He's literally growing in my arms. Yes. So it just, it allowed me to slow down and, and not necessarily see the world differently, but see myself differently. I hear you. Yeah. And so, and so do you have a word for this year? Has it changed as, as the year has kind of gone on and evolved? You know, I, I did pick a, I didn't necessarily pick a word. I couldn't really, it wasn't resonating with me here. And so that's when I figured out that I was going to learn through love. Wow. Was that I was going to learn how to learn through love. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's what my, this year was all about. Mm-hmm. You know, I said a similar thing to myself when I started writing my book a few years ago that I want the love in me to be larger than like the hurt and the disappointment. And then things start, some things start to change that were like, Ooh, painful. But I realized it was like the falling away of what needed to fall away so that I could really become more of who I want to be and I'm meant to be. So sometimes that process could look a little different than what we expect. But once I, we clear away that kind of junk, you know, it's really beautiful. The noise. Yeah. You know, that's part of the thing that we were talking about earlier is when you, when you start to forgive your old self, um, you actually let go of that baggage and man, it literally, I mean, this, it's so weird to think about this emotional, um, toxicity or what I call like emotional cancer. Yeah. Put things down or you're not willing to cope with it or willing to see it or willing to find a way to forgive yourself and let it go. It stays with you. And it's like black tar. It will tarnish everything else that comes into your life. Mm-hmm. Until you start, one, changing your mindset of how you perceive things. Two, start examining yourself of like why you do what you do. Where did that come from? And you start digging in. You'll, you'll find a lot of things that you just need to forgive and let go. Yeah. 
all the blessings, all the abundance of love, uh, prosperity, anything and everything yes. that you wanted will flood into your life. Because we finally allow ourselves to live that way, to receive it. We create space. And like, listen, I've had to let some friends go. I like yeah. lightly broke up with them because yeah, same here. they held me back and not like held me back professionally or anything like that, but it just, they were emotionally abusive and, and in a way that like, I, I don't, I don't have to tolerate anymore. Yes. So, and I was justifying staying friends with them because, oh, they helped me through this one time. They helped me, you know, like it, mm-hmm. that, like and in a constant place like I said I love you I pray that you will you will find what you need and yes. when you do, I would welcome this again absolutely but, yes I have this one on my well-being and I've worked too hard to come this far absolutely back in that toxic cycle so, I took yes yes amen to everything you're saying I say you've come too fucking far to let this shit happen, you know, whatever it takes to like, you just gotta, you know, so yeah, those space, you know, I created space in my life mm-hmm. about not better, but more loving and more, uh, more along the line of where I am yes. uh, for those people to come in and they came, I mean, immediately. they do whatever it is. If, it, if it's a, if it's kind of like a pseudo boyfriend or yeah. Family, friend, or even like family, you can say, "Hey, look, I love you, but I'm going to keep my, you know, I'm going to keep my space." Right. And when you create that space in your life, you don't have to know what's next; it will find you. Absolutely, yes, Christmas. So I want to give a shout out to CrossFit Nola in New Orleans because that's where I met you a few years ago when I was on the silks and you were training people. And I was like, oh my God, that's Christmas Abbott. Like Molly Pate and Jeff Vermont, they knew. I've, I've been trying to master muscle ups. I can do pull ups like a motherfucker and chin ups, but dips are hard. So one day it's a bucket list to get a muscle up, but you were teaching. I was so happy to meet you. You're my girl crush. I put that on my social media. I was like, how great is today? I get to interview my fitness girl crush. Like life is awesome. <laughs> you made space for it. You manifest. Yes. You, you grinded to get to LA. And yes. So do you have any classes coming up? What just to let her, I know your website, christmasabbott.com. Um, where everything is there on social media as well at Christmas Abbott. Do you have something coming up besides your online programs to let our listeners and viewers know about? You know, I used to juggle seven, eight projects at a time and I just don't want to anymore. Yeah. I love this program so fucking much. Yeah. I am consumed and obsessed with it. It's kind of, it kind of, um, Sometimes me and my boyfriend fight about it. because so he's like, get up. I was like, okay, fine, 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 fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And this is the most intimate program that I've ever done. The most yeah. program that I've ever done. And so, so I'm working, like, this is it. I'm doing, um, I'm creating a whole app with it on Vimeo, which you guys will get by month three. I'm finalizing everything there. And honestly, I just really, really want to put, I want to be, you know, I have half a day where I get loyal and we, we, I don't work, you know, I work yeah. really hard now to be able to do this. Yeah. My other time is put into a uh, rebel fit, which is going to be fast 45 next. It's yes. And honestly, in between we, I want to, I want to be so involved with my son and that's, that's beautiful. Really? This is it, you know? Yeah. It's cool. I love, I love, I didn't think that I was going to want to be sitting still as much as I am. And I've actually enjoyed the, <laughs> um, the force grounding that the world gave us during the quarantine. Well, and I sense that you've cultivated within yourself that capacity to sit still with peace and, and feeling comfortable mm-hmm. instead of maybe a younger version, you know, of yourself. I know of myself that couldn't you know, that you're able to and how yeah. perfect. And you know, that I found that when I was uncomfortable sitting down, it's because I hadn't really dug into who I am. Yeah. Like, not necessarily who I am, but like, am I being who I really say I am? Right. It took, it took a little, a little while, you know? 
And it doesn't, I mean, like I said, what's crazy too is that there was some, there was a time where, because I knew what to do, I thought it was good enough over doing it. You have to practice it. You have to, you know, they talk about doing the work. Well, that you have issues and all the things isn't doing the work, getting in and letting it go out, journaling, finding ways to heal and process that's doing the work. Yes. Christmas, thank you for taking your time out today. I'm so grateful and appreciative to have this time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Can I see a bicep? Get a bicep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I look forward to seeing you. I'm so happy to know you're from New Orleans. Didn't know that. Born, baby. (laughs) Same here. Have the best day and I look forward to seeing you. Magic. Awesome. You're amazing. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you. Uh Bye. That concludes my show today with Christmas Abbott. And if you are in need of some mental health and you don't feel like you can afford some of the practitioners out there, my sponsor, betterhelp.com is available to you. They're offering you 10% off your first month to try them out. They have counselors and therapists in every state. It is online, secure phone and video sessions through their platform, HIPAA compliant. They address issues around depression, anxiety, family issues, LGBT, whatever it is. They are a reliable platform. And to check them out, go to betterhelp.com forward slash ATT for all things therapy. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com forward slash ATT for 10% off your first month. And I'll be with y'all next week. Bye. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only.